Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime. If you listened to last week's episode, you may recall me saying that the Pegasus spyware deserves an episode of its own, and that is what the topic of today's episode is. For some background, Pegasus is a spyware developed by the cyber arms company NSO Group, based in Israel. The spyware was made to be installed on phones covertly, without the owner of the phone knowing, and remotely, without the attackers needing physical access to the device. The spyware was first developed in 2011, but it actually remained under the radar until it was discovered by Ahmed Mansour, a human rights activist and blogger in the United Arab Emirates. According to a report by Citizen Lab, Mansour received an SMS text message to his iPhone, promising new secrets about detainees that were being tortured in UAE prisons, if he clicked on a link to view the story. Although for a human rights activist, this would be very tempting. He found the message suspicious and instead forwarded it to the Citizen Lab researchers, who determined that the link was connected to the NSO group and the Pegasus spyware. Citizen Lab, in collaboration with Lookout Security, determined that the links lead to a chain of zero-day exploits that were going to jailbreak Mansour's iPhone. A zero-day exploit is a type of exploit that targets zero-day vulnerabilities, which are vulnerabilities that have not yet been discovered and patched by the vendors of a product. A zero-day vulnerability like this to hackers is potentially worth millions of dollars. But this was the first known sighting of the Pegasus malware in 2016, five years after it was thought to have been developed. Jailbreaking an iPhone is already not an easy task. There isn't really a vendor-approved way to do this, and it usually requires physical access to an iPhone in order to pull it off. Not to mention different versions of iOS require different methods of jailbreaking, because once Apple figures out people know how to do it, they tend to patch it out. This type of attack on an iPhone has never been seen before, but this higher level of access is necessary for the device to perform its spying activities, such as reading text messages, snooping on calls, collecting passwords, location tracking, accessing the microphone and camera, and potentially harvesting data from other applications. This is a classic example of spyware. It's what your mind thinks to when you think of what spyware is. It's able to watch just about anything someone does on their iPhone or Android. Initially, it was developed by NSO Group for authorized government surveillance of citizens. But of course, many have criticized it for violating the privacy of civilians instead, which I am inclined to agree with. Combating terrorism is a noble cause, but spyware has many opportunities to endanger completely innocent people, especially if the technology falls into the wrong hands. We'll get to that later. Soon after Mensor's case was discovered, Apple patched the vulnerability that allowed Pegasus to jailbreak an iPhone. But this was not the end of Pegasus. It hasn't really gone away since then. Patching that one vulnerability didn't do much to stop the spyware, as it was simply updated as more vulnerabilities were discovered in both Android and iOS. Most vulnerabilities exploit code being embedded in emails, links, text messages, or other social media messages. A year later, in 2017, Google discovered a version of Pegasus for Android, which actually did not exploit zero-day vulnerabilities for administrator, also known as root, access but another well-known method of rooting called frame root. 
However, if the spyware failed to get root access, which wasn't uncommon depending on the version of Android or iOS, it would actually ask the user for permission to access some data, so it could still harvest some things. And many times, people just click accept, not understanding what they are actually agreeing to. By the year 2020, Pegasus shifted away from things like sending links to victims that they had to rely on the victims to click. They instead began taking advantage of zero-click exploits on iOS, more specifically in iMessage. All that needed to be done was have an infected message sent to the user. They didn't have to click on any links, the malware would still be able to secretly install itself, leaving little trace that anything was ever wrong. Although Pegasus was developed by an Israeli surveillance company, the spyware has been sold to the governments of many other countries, most notably Panama, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. However, it has also been used against political opponents, suggesting a much less wholesome use than preventing terrorism. In Spain, politicians from the Catalan independence movement were infected, as well as the prime minister of the country. In Panama, it was used to spy on political opponents, union leaders, and business competitors. In Saudi Arabia, it was used to spy on Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi journalist and dissident who challenged the oppression of the citizens of Saudi Arabia. He was later assassinated in Turkey, and it's suspected that somehow the spyware played a role in his assassination, although this has not been specifically proven beyond a reasonable doubt. In a report by The Guardian, corrupt Mexican officials sold the spyware to drug cartels, who used it to target journalists and those who spoke out against the cartels. Pegasus has had serious impacts, and may be one of the few types of malware to have assisted in getting someone politically assassinated. Whatever good intent it started has been overshadowed by intimidation, threats, fear, assassination, and political spying. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of ways to prevent Pegasus. Even detecting it is hard enough, and it's impossible to tell just how many phones are infected. Governments all over the world have used it, or some variant of it, to spy on citizens and opponents. Even the US has considered it, although they opted against it due to it being too expensive. The best thing you can do is keep your phone updated to the latest version, Reboot frequently, because as I mentioned in my last episode, this could be the key to eventually detecting the spyware. And decline any suspicious permission requests that come out of seemingly nowhere. An antivirus solution may also help in preventing the download from succeeding. And if it's any silver lining, we have gotten much better of detecting Pegasus and getting rid of it. And we can only go up from here. This episode was just a small glimpse into the rabbit hole that is Pegasus. There's a lot more to read in the sources linked in my pastebin that elaborate on the topic more if you're interested, including Citizen Lab, Kaspersky Labs, Malwarebytes, NPR, The New York Times, and The Guardian. And of course, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and until next time, stay secure!